Have you ever wanted to get involved in real estate development but didn't know where to begin? Do you think real estate development is only for the large hedge funds or major corporations, you know, the big guys? Or have you done some development in the past and are looking to scale up? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Wired Wealth and Real Estate Development Podcast. I am your host, Nick Smith. Get ready to have your mind blown and rewired as we discuss all aspects of creating wealth and real estate development. Good day, all. This is Nick Smith. I am your host for the Wired Podcast, Wealth and Real Estate Development, where we talk all things wealth relating to individuals, families, and communities through real estate development. This is episode nine, so I want to welcome you all to this show. It's been about two months since I've started, and I want to thank you all for your support. It has definitely been a journey. Thank everybody that has downloaded an episode, that has shared an episode, that has commented on a YouTube video. I am extremely grateful and humbled, you know, by the support. And I ask you all to continue to do those things because this is a message I definitely want to get out that you don't have to be a major corporation, major company, so to speak, to do major things in your community and to help revitalize your community. Today, I want to talk about something that I know will come up 100% through your real estate investing and development journey. And it is the subject of when to know that a deal is not a deal. You know, at some point in time in your real estate investing and, and real estate development journey and career, you're going to have to bag out of a deal. All of us do. You're going to have to bag out of a deal for various reasons. We're going to touch on some of those reasons today, but the deal has to be right in order for you to move forward with it. Not all deals are good deals when it comes to even flipping, wholesaling, multifamily, any of those, especially development. Not all deals are good deals. And sometimes it's like an onion. You got to peel back layers in order to find out which deal is a good one, which one is not. But I've got about three points that you all should pay attention to in analyzing, you know, your real estate development deals. First one is, have you done your homework on the development or on the project, on the vision that you have? Have you done your homework on it? You know, in each purchase agreement as a developer, as an investor, you should have some contingency clauses. Once you get established, you know, a lot of times developers make straight cash offers, no contingencies, a lot of things like that. But in the beginning, you should definitely have some contingencies. If you're getting finance, you need a financing contingency. You know, with raw land, you want a contingency around the soil. You need to do some soil sampling. You need to give yourself ample time to get these things done. This is called your your due diligence period. And this can make or break you. Not necessarily the deal, but it can make or break you. Because if you do not get this stuff done, and you could be purchasing something that's going to cause a whole bunch of problems for you down the road. And a lot of people, they, they talk about the expense that it, that it costs to get these things because soil borings or soil sampling, it's not cheap. You know, it is not cheap to do soil sampling. It's not cheap to, you know, have a survey done if that's needed, but it is definitely more costly if you move forward without these things and the issue comes up, then it's if you had done these things up front and some problems arose and you were able to walk away from the contract, you know, for your 
smaller development deals, you probably need a, a 60 to 90 day due diligence period where you can go over things as far as get estimates. You want to get estimates from contractors to find out certain things. You also want to review the zoning. Is the property even zoned? Does the municipality have the property even properly zoned to do what you want to do? You know, and a lot of times that's just a quick phone call to the municipality. It's a quick phone call. You want to do that, but you definitely do want to get it in writing as well. I've had instances where you talk to this person over the phone at the local jurisdiction, that person liable to get fired. Who knows? They may lose their job. And if you don't have anything in writing, you don't have anything to stand on, you know, when it comes to your communication at that time, you know, so make sure to get it in writing. Big thing you also want to look at during this due diligence period is the title work. So I was purchasing a lot in a particular city where I wanted to build a duplex on it. You know, this was earlier this year, maybe about three or four months ago, wanted to purchase a duplex on this lot or build a duplex on this lot. When the title work came back, lo and behold, there was a $20,000, $30,000, could even be more than that. I don't remember the exact number, but there was a large lien on the property where the municipality had torn down or demolished a structure that was on that property at one point in time. You know, I'm not going to pay that. Didn't run title work. I've heard so many stories of people that have bought properties and did not run title work, did not look at the top. Of course, the seller may not even want you to run title work because they may know some issues are there. But of course, on this particular deal, I bagged out, you know, because the contract was subject to the property being free and clear of any encumbrances, liens. It had to have marketable title. That's what you want. You do not want to inherit a property that has a whole bunch of liens and just what was known as encumbrances on the title because you're going to be the one to have to deal with them when you get the property. You're going to be the one that has to get all of those things straightened out. And sometimes it's going to mean you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay to get stuff taken off and get things moved. You're going to have to pay lawyers. You're going to have to pay certain debtors. Who knows? You know, but you want to look at that stuff up front. You also want to do during your due diligence, you want to run your numbers. If the numbers don't number, you can't make the numbers number. If it don't make sense, you can't make the numbers make sense. One of the most important metrics that you should be looking at from a financial perspective are your cash on cash returns. You know, how much money do I have to put in this deal versus how much money am I expected to get out? And you have to set what number is, is acceptable for you. You know, you have to determine that number. And of course, that number is going to be different. If you're building something to rent or if you're renovating something to rent out, that number is going to be different if you're building something to sell or you're renovating something to sell, you know, but you still want to make it worth your while. You know, you have to run some numbers. You know, you want to find out if the property is located within a wetlands or a floodplain. I've got some lots now that I'm interested in and I'm looking at. Two of them I had to pass on. They were ideal lots. They, they were great price. A lot of times when stuff is <laughs> cheap, so to speak, there's an issue. There's a reason why. But these two particular properties sit right in the flood zone, meaning if I were to build properties to sell, build two single family homes to sell, then guess what? Those end buyers are going to have to have flood insurance and flood insurance can be extremely costly, it can be extremely costly. I'm talking about extra thousands of dollars a year for a home buyer. And that's something significant. Can't just run past that, you know, and a lot of times you can find this information 
if your county or jurisdiction has a GIS, which is a geographical information system, and they have layers set up that you can go through in that GIS. And a lot of times you can find that out just yourself. I mean, of course, once you get the survey done, things like that, they will 100% determine it. But these are things that you can be doing. These are things, these are steps that, you know, you could be taking to provide some safeguards for you. You know, you do not want to get in a bad deal. Granted, sometimes we get in bad deals. And that's where we learn the most. But there are some things you can avoid just by doing doing your homework because nobody wants to work for free. You know, you could put all this work into a project. You could put all this work into a development and you come back making the big goose egg. <laughs> you make the big goose egg. Granted, you know, you can count that as a tuition payment because I'm sure if you make nothing, you've learned something. But that's not the ultimate objective. You know, you do want to make some profit at the end of the day for the hard work that you are putting into any project or any development. So have you done your homework? Did you do your homework? Second thing is you have to look at the risk versus the reward factor. And the risk versus the reward factor is not just about money, but it's also about time. But we'll start with money. You know, with money, so I had another development that I recently had to make that call to the seller just saying that, hey, I wasn't going to be able to move forward with it. It was a Beautiful piece of property. It was about one acre and a half, 1.6 acres to be exact. I wanted to put up three single family homes on this particular property. I knew the price range where the homes would, would sell for. You know, I thought I was, you know, the price I was getting for the property was reasonable, but there was just a lot of question marks. You know, for one, the property did not have sewer, did not have water, did not have sanitary sewer. Those are all things that I was going to have to bring and we wanted to use what's called an easement through an adjacent subdivision to bring those things through. But the town would not give me an upfront answer if they would allow me to use that easement. I was going to have to put together a full engineering plan in order for them to say yes or no. I was going to have to do a full engineering plan, get survey done, get legal work done just for them to say yes or no. Then, you know, I actually came to find out that the municipality Whenever you're doing new development in this particular municipality, they're going to want sidewalks and curbs. That was definitely something I was not expecting. Granted, there are no sidewalks and curbs on either of the homes that are across the street or next door to this particular property. But this is a new ordinance that came into play in this municipality. Couldn't fight it. Knew it was coming. And the only reason that I was able to find this out is because I sought the information. My favorite book is the Bible. Tell anybody that. And one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 15, verse 22. And it says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Again, I'll say that plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Now, I have been talking to one core group of people about this particular project. And just some told me, you know, reach out, call another company. And I did call another company. And that other company was familiar with working in this particular municipality. And the, the surveyor slash engineer uh, that I spoke to on the phone got the exact same issue come up with another client. And his client ended up bagging out because he just wanted to build a single family home. And they wanted him to put sidewalk and curbs just for a single family home. So I knew for my three home subdivision, so to speak, that they were going to require me to put sidewalks, curves, and possibly even gutters. Those were expenses that I was not expecting to have, and that totally killed the deal. So 
I had to make the call to the owner and say, listen, you know, the restrictions that this town is putting on me on here for one, you know, granted the amount of money that I was going to lose, it's probably going to be somewhere in the amount of ten to $15,000 for civil engineering, you know, for the survey work, for the legal work, all of that was probably going to be ten to $15,000. At the end of the world, not at all. Definitely not the end of the world. I've heard people lose a lot more than that. But if you know there are some things up front that will potentially cause some issues, you know, with this development, uh, why move forward? Why, why risk the money? You know, you have to look at when you think about money, if I put my money here, it's keeping me from using it over here. And is there somewhere better that I can be putting these resources? And my answer was 100% yes. I have other projects that's going on, you know, that I can put those resources to. So again, first thing you got to do, got to look at your homework. Did you do your homework? Second thing uh, you have to look at is the risk versus the reward. Forgot, it's not just about financial risk versus reward, but it's also about the time risk versus reward. If I was going to do this three home subdivision, you know, that development, this is probably going to be a one and a half to two year development if it got approved. And that was the if I've already spent three to four months, you know, on this development. Is it worth the time? Is it worth the time? You know, in 2020, my viewpoint and mindset around time totally changed. You know, my dad passed away unexpectedly. I was 35 years old at the time. He was 71. You know, went in the hospital uh, on a Wednesday, came out that Sunday and was fine. Walking, talking, walking slow, but he still was walking. And mind you, this was just about two weeks before his older sister passed away. And so he went to the hospital on a Wednesday. I picked him up on that Sunday after I got out of church. And that next Monday, he went back into the hospital. And then by that next Friday, he was gone. Gone. So that caused me to start thinking about how I use my time because all of us are on borrowed time. There is an expiration date for all of us on this planet. And... I'm conscious of that now because I don't want to waste time. I don't have time to waste. The problem that I had or the mistake that I made even on this particular deal was it took too long to find out if it was going to work or not. You know, this was three to four months, pretty much wasted. Granted, learned a bunch, learned a ton, but I could have found that out probably in the first 30 days if I would have made the right phone calls. Could have been working on other stuff instead of putting my, my time and energy into this one. So time. What is the financial risk versus the reward? And what is your time risk and reward? And lastly, and finding out if a deal is a deal or if it's a dud, what does your gut say? I was on a phone call, you know, with a coach of mine, and we were talking about this particular project because, again, I've been battling going back and forth. I was just, I was trying to make it work, just trying to make it work. And typically when you just try to force a deal to make it work, it don't work doesn't work. And finally, he just asked me a question. You know, he said, what does your gut, what does your instinct say? And I had to think about it. You know, wh what was I feeling in here? What was I feeling in my heart? What was I feeling in my spirit about it? And I had to walk away from it. But watch this. Sometimes even when other people say that you need to walk away, because on this deal, pretty much everybody that I was dealing with on this three 
house subdivision. Everybody that I was talking to, all of my quote unquote counselors, everybody I go to for advice, they all were saying, steer clear of this one. Everybody was saying it. And guess what? Sometimes when people say that, that does not necessarily mean that you move away because at the end of the, end of the day, you make the final decision. You make the final call. You know, it is up to you because people can say one thing, but they're not necessarily seeing or feeling what you're experiencing. What does your gut say? And that's something you can't ignore. That's something you can't ignore what inside of you is there because that inside of you is speaking for a reason. It's speaking for a reason. And we all have that. We all have that inner compass. We all have that. And we have to learn how to take advantage of that. Listen to that. Listen to it. You know, we all should have wise counsel around us. We all should have that. But at the end of the day, the decision has to be yours and yours alone. So I know this is somewhat a shorter episode, but I just wanted to get that out there because it's something that I'm dealing with right now. So if I'm dealing with it, I know you all might be dealing with it. And if you aren't dealing with it right now, you're going to be dealing with it in the future. There is going to be some point in time where you're going to have to walk away from a deal. And I'll touch on this even lastly. You have to be gracious even when you walk away from a deal. I developed good rapport with the seller. He had been having issues with the town for various things since he owned the property. So he understood the complexities and the complications that, you know, I was kind of dealing with. But you still, I still was man enough to call him. And not just leave him high and dry and not say anything to him. No, if I, if I was going to pull out the deal, I wanted to at least have the conversation with him and let him know why. You should at least give people that dignity. Because when you execute a contract, you should feel obligated to fulfill what's in that contract. I had a contract with this guy. I had a contract with he and his wife. I had a contract. And when I cannot fulfill my end of the contract, that's a conversation that I need to have with the seller and let them know, hey, this is what we got going on. Be man or be woman about it. Deals do not happen. Real estate deals fall through every day. In my profession, even as being a commercial real estate broker, just recently had a deal go south. Had been working four or five months on this one, and it went south. Went through the whole rezoning process. It went south. No, but you still have to act in dignity. Even when a deal dies, even when a deal dies, because you never know what's coming down the pipe in a year. If you treat a seller right, even when a deal doesn't happen, you never know where you and that seller's past will meet again in the future. So always operate in integrity, always operate in dignity. That's all I have for you today. Again, I thank you all for listening, encourage you all to like, share, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If this is helping you at all, please let me know. Please comment on the videos. Please feel free to like. It truly goes a long way and it helps me to know what content you all want to hear. If you want to hear something different, let me know. Post in the comments what you all want to hear regarding real estate development and community development because this is what this show is about. I want to create people that want to enhance their own communities. Granted, we do need the big corporations to come in. We do need that. But a lot of our communities can be enhanced by the people in those communities. And I want to provide the tools, the interviews, the assistance to those individuals that want to build their communities through real estate development. So again, this is Nick Smith. This is episode nine. Thank you all for tuning in and let's all go get wired up.
Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share this content with someone else who would benefit from it. I'm looking forward to having you with me on the next episode. Now go out and create some wealth and real estate development.